In today's episode, we're talking about why your inner child refuses to be rich. Why do you refuse to be rich? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And I help entrepreneurs to break free from the limiting beliefs, reverse their money shame and to blast through money blocks so that they can live a life of a limited abundance. And today we're talking about why you are refusing to be rich or more precisely, why is your inner child refusing to be rich? And this is a topic I've covered recently in my mastermind in depth. And I thought it was really important for us to cover in this um, on this podcast series as well, uh, because a lot of the time it's not your conscious mind, not your adult self that's refusing to be rich. It's actually your the more powerful part of you, which is your subconscious mind controlled by your inner child that actually refuses to be rich. And there could be a number of reasons for this. And we're going to explore some of them. So let's think about it. Uh, you know, the very first thing I want you to think about listening to this episode is, you know, how did you feel about rich people growing up? Now, I want you to take this apart because this is a bit of an open-ended question. I want you to think about, you know, you as a child and see when you were a child, what, what you know, how was money portrayed? How was it seen? Um, was it uh, how was it discussed if it was discussed in front of you a lot of the times adults discuss things they don't realize kids are in the room and you know they're absorbing this information as well so how did you actually hear or feel about money was it discussed in a positive manner or was there conflicts and fighting around it a lot of the times uh, children grow up listening to adults their parents or any other people around them or parents with other people fighting around money so they internalize the idea that money equals conflict and therefore you push it away. It doesn't really matter how this idea comes into your subconscious mind, but as, as long as your subconscious mind picks up the idea that it's unsafe and it's wrong to have money, as an adult, it will find the most logical and um, straightforward ways to make sure that you never have money. It will create situations, scenarios where you're, you are making money, but you're not able to keep it and you, you kept get rid of it very, very rapidly. As soon as you make it, you get rid of it um, or you manifest. As soon as you manifest some money, you, you manifest expense to go with it. So it, it finds ways to get rid of it very, very quickly if it makes it at all. So, you know, let's let, let's unpack this a little bit more. So if you are imagine yourself as a six, seven year old. And you're sitting in a room and uh, and there are discussions going on about money. Now, it doesn't matter if you don't you don't picture yourself as six, seven years old. It could be that you're seeing yourself as a, as a as early teens or you know, nine, ten year old is fine, you know. But around the seven-year mark is a good place to think about. But whatever age pops into mind is fine. Think of yourself in this in this age and see, you know, see and hear what's being discussed 
uh, with regards to money. Is there an argument going on or is this stress because of or because of or lack of money? Uh, are, there, are there other issues coming out of money? And money can bring a whole heap of emotions to surface that we don't even acknowledge on a day-to-day basis. So our parents could be arguing about money. If we come from divorce families, then there's usually an argument about child maintenance, about, you know, about other money and, you know, and money being paid over to look after the kids, you know, depending on which partner has it. Um, there's other ways that you can traumatize, uh, be traumatized as a child because of your parents' money stories. So if your parents were in lack and scarcity, you would have that as an issue anyway. If your parents were very scared with the money, you would have that as an issue. If your parents suffered a financial trauma, like a bankruptcy or lost their money or something else, you would actually face that as an issue. I recently came across one of the most unique situations where we unraveled that this one person had three generations of um, of trauma around financials. So the grandparent had uh, had... Uh, you know, this individual's grandparent had a trauma and they lost money at, at one particular age. They lost all the money at that age. And then his father also um, lost money and, you know, became financially, uh, we can say, ruined at the similar age. And then now he is at the same age and he too has gone through financial trauma around the same age. And when he unpacked it, we realized three generations have been have gone through the same financial trauma at the same exact age, age you know, uh, age timeline. And this is a gener- generational um, trauma that has now, in, you know, sort of taken over their, their time, their, their, their timelines and, and their uh, actually, unfortunately, their DNA. And that has to be cleared. And I hope, to, hope he clears it very, very quickly. Um, so that could be the reason why you're, you know, you've got this issue with money that you doesn't matter what you do, what you try, you're not going to make it. Uh, another thing, this, I mean, this is a bit more common. You know, this is an ex- unique example, and it's commonly known that if your parents are bad with money, you will, you probably will be as well. But now, this is the one thing that is not addressed, and which I talk about in my mastermind quite a lot is how money is portrayed in in the media that we read or see, for example, books, TV programs, movies. Uh, educational system, you know, how are rich people seen and portrayed? They actually seen in a really, really awful way. Uh, you know, think of this way, uh, you know, for, you know, how are, you know, I remember the, uh, I think, uh, I think was it Gulliver's Island or no, Treasure Island, I can't remember. There was, there's a program that came across, that, that was, I think it was, um, I, I, the name escapes me now, but there was a group of people stranded on an island and the awful one was the rich person. But pick up any program and you'll see that the rich are portrayed as mean, greedy, selfish, conceited, entitled, etc., etc. And the hero of the story is always a middle class, hardworking individual. Somehow, you know, the, the, the rich person is evil and doesn't deserve to have the money, but has all the money. And the person who deserves to have money doesn't have any money because... And the irony is, if the person who supposedly deserves to have money actually ends up having money, then they will, he or she is, is portrayed to turn into um, an obnoxious idiot anyway. And that's that. You know, that's the way the media portrays it. So, pick up any any Hollywood movie, pick up uh, any book. The rich are always portrayed as you know these awful, conceited, arrogant people. Now, if that's the image that you've grown up with as rich people, would you want to be rich? Would you allow yourself to be rich? 
Would your inner child ever want to be like those people? If you're, if you are, if you're in your home and your family or extended family or relatives or friends or friends, parents, or your school teachers are discussing rich people and talking about them in a very derogative manner and thinking they're odious, right? Why would you want to be someone like that? I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Why do you want to be repulsive like that? Why would you ever want to be associated with someone like that? You wouldn't, logically speaking. Obviously, as an adult, you don't see that. But as a child, you've made this connection that if I become, if I have money, if I become rich, people will despise me like they despise this individual. People would hate me like they hate these people. And we don't want to be despised. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to people to you know, be jealous or envious or, um, or, or hate us. So we think it's, um, when, we, when I say we, I mean the subconscious mind thinks it's unsafe to have money. And if and when the subconscious mind internalizes the idea that it's not safe to be rich, I promise you, it will do whatever it is within its power to make sure that you do not have money. And if money does come your way, you get rid of it very quickly. Okay, it will do that. It will do that. And so you have to really think about what kind of image you grew up with about rich people. Not only what about your mom's story and dad's story, and I think we've covered that extensively in other episodes, Today specifically is around how you saw rich and wealthy people. What was your idea about them? Did you want to be like them? Most people will say no. Okay. And they're always give when and we never have the ability to make money just for the sake of money. We have to give justification for it. And I don't give justification for it. I want money because just I want money. What I do with it is my my business, you know, and what I know where I want to use it and how I want to use it. But I don't have to give a justification why I want money. I just want money. I want to make money. And in order for me to make lots of money, I have to, you know, find solutions to so many people's problems. That's the only way you can make money is by providing solution, right? So why do I have to give you justification for, for having money? I'll give you another example that I read today and I thought it was very, very brilliant. It was a, it was a LinkedIn post and this gentleman shared uh, an image of his, of his plane. And he said that, um, somebody made a comment like, uh, if I, you know, the amount of money that you spent on this plane, God knows how many families it could have fed. And that gentleman gave back a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant reply. And he said, well, I don't know how much, how many families that could have been fed by, by the money, you know, that, that was, um, that, that I spent on buying the plane. But I know a lot of families were fed when, you know, when uh, when this was in design in the design stage, and then a further, uh, you know, families were paid, you know, were fed when it was in production, and then further families were paid when it was, uh, you know, um, when it came into, um, you know, when it was brought over to me. And even now, um, the regular maintenance and the interior design and the day to day upkeep feeds a lot of families. And then on top of that. 
the, you know, the fuel and, um, you know, the, the people responsible for flying and everything else that, that goes along with maintaining and keeping and running this plane feeds a lot of families. So the mindset of this individual is not to give hands out, not to give people food for that they can feed for one day, but provide job opportunities and provide opportunities in a way people can feed for themselves for the rest of their life. And I, I, I agree with that. I don't believe you should be just giving people, of course, you give charity and so forth. But most of the time, I would encourage people to create opportunities for these individuals so they can feed themselves and their families forever and, and live their lives with dignity. I think this is the mindset that we need to get into. But if we don't like the rich, we can think what an arrogant person to have a plane. Whereas I know that um, that's one of my goals that I will eventually have on my own plane. Reason is because you can save so much time. I can do my work on the plane. I won't be, able, I won't be bothering going into, um, wasting time going in and checking into the airports and all of that stuff. And I can fly wherever I need to go and be international the way I need to be. That will save me time. Plus I would create job and opportunities for, the, for my pilot, for everybody else who maintains the plane and so forth, right? That's the way you need to be thinking. But that's not how the average person thinks. And the reason is because you have a preconceived idea of what rich people think, believe and behave. And that idea is usually very, very odious. It's very uh, repulsive. And you don't really want to be like that. Therefore, you refuse to be rich and you continuously inside of you refuse to be rich. Now, externally, you can you may be seeing affirmations, maybe you're, you're you know doing all this meditation and whatever else, but your inner child saying, ah, I'm not listening. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be the way people, other people to talk about me the way you know, uh, the way we think about other people, the way I'm thinking about other people. I don't want other people to think about me like that. I don't want other people to reject me the way I reject these rich people. See what I mean? Right? So because of that, you are refusing to be rich. And when you're internal mind when your subconscious mind makes up a decision that it's not safe and it's never going to be rich you can try anything and i mean anything any strategy whatever you want you, your subconscious mind would always win you will never be able to become rich until the re, that this subconscious mind has been reprogrammed why because your conscious mind your adult mind is so weak and so small in consider in comparison to your subconscious mind um, your inner child, which is which is um, huge. It's like I always give the example. Like I think it was uh, Bob Proctor who gave me this example. It's like having a plane and a pilot. Your conscious mind is a pilot, and your subconscious mind is the plane. And the plane has been programmed to go from here to New York. Now you can do whatever you try, um, but you know on on the on the on the on the and, you know, on the, on the, on the wheel and, you know, trying to direct the, go, the plane to go to Tokyo. But until unless you reprogram the actual plane, your, the plane is going to readjust. It can, it can swerve towards Tokyo for, for maybe a, a five, few minutes, but then it will readjust its course and go back on course and back in line towards, towards New York. That's how your mind is. Your mind is geared towards lack and scarcity. You are designed because of your background, because of your upbringing, because of your, what we've been exposed to as a child to go towards lack and scarcity. So maybe temporarily you bring in money. Maybe temporarily you see success. Maybe temporarily you're able to have money. But eventually you will go back to what's your norm, which is lack and scarcity. So you find logical ways. I'm not saying you're, saying you're going to spend it, but you will find logical ways to get rid of this money very, very rapidly. And you think, what happened? Where did the money go? I, I just, I made it, but I've lost it. And I don't know how I lost it, 
right? That's the scenario I find a lot of people in. And that's the scenario that people find themselves. And this, by the way, there is no magical thing that one day you're going to break free from this cycle. It doesn't work that way, guys. You have to actively break this cycle yourself. Otherwise, you are in this perpetual cycle of making money, losing money, making money, losing money forever, forever, okay? You have to break it. No magical being is going to come down and break the cycle for you. So this is very important that you, it's very important that you realize you have to break this cycle and choose your destiny yourself. And don't let your inner child, which was misguided, which was not fully developed when it internalized the idea, but it has internalized the idea that being rich is dangerous. You need to now reprogram it so that it now feels comfortable, happy, and actually wants to be rich. And guys, now here's the key. If you can reprogram your mind and make sure that your mind feels safe around being rich, is is comfortable being rich, is happy being rich, your subconscious mind will find ways for you to become really, really wealthy very, very quickly. Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please do leave us a review. I will be back with another episode. And until the next time, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.